Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Unruffled ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Most of us think a lot about our family's future. That's part of the job, right? And I'm sure you've heard that annoying piece of advice that says, don't buy that latte, invest instead. Well, we went for it a couple of years ago and opened a Robinhood account. To be honest, my husband wanted to cut down on coffee anyway. But you know what? Whatever your goals are, Robinhood could help your family build a better financial future. Investing a small amount now could make a big difference 30 years down the road. It's nice to be in the driver's seat and have autonomy when making investments, which is easy to do with Robinhood. Download the Robinhood app or visit Robinhood.com to start building a better financial future. That's Robinhood.com or download the app now to learn more. Of course, investing involves risk and loss of principal is possible. Returns are not guaranteed. Other fees may apply. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Hi, I'm Janet Lansbury, and this podcast is an audio assist to my post, Guiding Toddlers with Connection. I'm going to give some examples of uh, what it sounds like to really connect with children when we're setting limits with them or asking for their cooperation. And also, I'm going to cover uh, acknowledging feelings. Many of you have asked, you know, what that really sounds like. So first, we'll talk about this relationship that we have with our children that really needs to come through when we're setting limits. So we can't approach them as, you know, strangers that we have to say the same things to over and over again. Children learn very quickly. They're very, very aware. And um, generally, they know what they're doing when they're doing something we don't want them to do. Uh, what they don't know is why, because this is impulsive behavior. They don't really understand why, but uh, they know that they're doing it. So one of the examples I used in the post is about a child in the sandbox getting ready to throw a truck or getting ready to throw sand. So instead of reiterating to the child, I don't want you to throw sand, we might say, ah, I see. You're showing me that you're throwing sand and I'm going to come help you move out of the sandbox. Um, or I'm, you know, I, I see, you know, you need my help. If we see the child holding a truck, you know, getting ready to throw the truck. I see you want to throw that truck. I'm going to stop you. So we're looking in our child's eyes, unafraid, because, you know, there's nothing in with children this age that we can't handle. And that's really the most important thing is our confidence. Um, a lot of times parents have worried about saying the right words and, you know, have paused in these situations because they want to make sure they're not being shaming or uh, make sure they're being respectful. And I, I really appreciate that consideration, but it's actually more important to feel at ease in these situations. Um, that's what will help your child to feel comfortable and feeling comfortable will lead to them not needing to push these limits with us. So providing that comfort means being confident more than anything else. And, you know, I, one thing I said to these parents recently was, 
just maybe you could try pretending that everything you say to your child, every decision you make is absolutely perfect for one day and see how that feels. Um, because I find people are overthinking these things so much. So we're making these intimate connections with our children. Um, another common one is the older child is playing very roughly next to the baby. Uh, now this is very seldom an accident, <laughs> but rather than saying, you know, I don't hurt the baby, you're playing too rough. I would say, I see you. I see you're showing me that you need my help right now. I'm going to come stop you or do you need to come take a breather? I see you're showing me you're feeling out of control. You're feeling a little rambunctious next to your brother. So again, the words don't matter, but the intimate connection of knowing each other and both of us in a relationship together, that's what matters. That's what makes a difference. Um, so acknowledging feelings. Let's jump to that. One of the examples that I used in the post was about um, a mother trying to get her daughter ready to go out the door in the morning and getting very frustrated, you know, trying to push her, the child saying no, getting her to do this, pleading with her, trying everything, and it didn't work. And I said, did you ever just say to her, you don't want to go? And she said, no, no, I, I didn't ever say that. So without, you know, qualifying it, saying, oh, you don't want to go, but we have to go, and just kind of brushing it off that way, it's very important to really let these feelings sit. And it's, it's scary because we feel like we're, that we're going to make it worse, or we're going to make them hold on more, or we're going to give them permission to stop this train that needs to leave. But actually, it's the opposite. When they're able to say it, and we're able to say, yeah, you really, really want to stay here. I see you don't want to go today. Just leaving it at that, then, you know, our child can feel it and know that we're not bothered by it. And then that's how they get over it. That's how they express it and feel understood, feel connected to us. And then they're able to move on, you know, because we're not saying you don't want to go and we're going to stay. We're saying you really don't want to go. And it's okay that you don't want to do things that you have to do sometimes. So we're going to continue to insist, but in our voice, in our body language, we are very settled in our decision. And then we're able to say, able to acknowledge the child's perspective very comfortably. So not brushing these things off. Oh, you're upset, but we really have to do this. You're upset. You're not liking this right now. Take that leap of faith in your child to, to give them that real acknowledgement. One of my recommendations for acknowledging feelings is speaking to children in an empowering manner. So instead of speaking in a sympathetic voice, for example, so today a parent uh, used the example in a message thread about her older daughter didn't like it that the baby was in her old high chair, which makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> um, and knowing that a lot of other feelings are getting expressed through this incident um, that really have nothing to do with the high chair. Uh, the whole feeling about this change, this big transition in the child's life and, um, you know, all the sadness and fear that goes along with it. So her daughter was upset. And the way that I would acknowledge that is you really don't like that. You're, I see, oh, you don't want her in that seat. You don't like that she's in your old seat. So speaking to her strength rather than saying, Oh, yeah, I know you really didn't like that. Oh, you're so upset. You know, that kind of uh, defeating voice. 
I like to speak to children in a manner that makes them feel strong and good and that I really accept the strength of their feelings rather than trying to simmer them down. We can do this. If you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.